The following content is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Rocky Spriggs and... I have a master's in professional counseling. I am the Ippy award-winning author of Stop Looking for a Husband, Find the Love of Your Life, and Nasty Divorce, A Kid's Eye View. I've been writing positive divorce advice for the HuffPost since 2012, and I'm trained in clinical hypnosis. And this podcast speaks to out-of-the-box thinkers, and it's for those who hear the call of hope in always another way. And if you're very rigid and set in your beliefs, this is probably not your cup of tea. However, you should note, taste can and do change. In, back in June, I had gone to the Los Angeles Psychedelic Science Symposium, which was a, a two or three day event um, that had presentations of different speakers from the medical field from other fields about using psychedelics in medicine. And I had met this just very, very interesting woman um, who's going to be on the show. Um, her name is Marisa Sturtz. She is an LA-based filmmaker, host, and KRI-certified Kundalini yoga teacher. She's the creator of the documentary series, The Healing Powers, of, in quotes, weed, plants, and other mindful practices. She has spent her entire life on a journey of personal growth and has, for the last five years, traveled the world to document stories that share how mind-altering practices have the power to shift consciousness and improve lives. She's passionate about informing the public and helping people gain access to healing and ending this war on drugs. Marisa's work has been featured by Viceland, 60 Second Docs, IFC, Spin, participant and has been shown in numerous film festivals around the world. So without further delay, welcome Marisa to the show. Can you hear me? I can hear you and we can see you too. All right. So I just wanted to know what was the, what was the catalyst that started this journey of healing? Um, what was that point that said that you were at where you were like, um, I think I need to try something different. Uh-oh, I can't hear you. How about now? Is that better? Okay, better, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been... The, the catalyst is really sort of an interesting thing. It actually started with childhood. I was raised very religious, born-again Christian. And uh, it was the kind of church where everyone went into fits of tongues and hallelujah and the whole, the whole thing. And I never connected to it. I didn't feel it. And I would pray to God, all right, God, you know, if you're really there, let me know that I'm not going to hell. And uh, God never really talked to me. Not there anyway. And so um, I gave up on that idea of God and sort of grew up seeking some sort of meaning, some sort of something, and eventually found my way into psychedelics as a teenager and, you know, and, and didn't really think much of it, did a little mushrooms and smoked some weed. And um, at one point I took LSD and it was there that I suddenly got my sign, I guess. 
Um, I had this transformative experience that made me realize we're all one, we're all connected. And it was at a time in my life where I was so at odds with everything, including myself. I was such an awkward, uncomfortable kid um, that I, um, it was a message I really needed to hear. And it was really that experience that started me on this path um, and, and helped me understand that the world that we experience on a regular basis is really just a small fraction of what's going on in the bigger picture. And um, yeah, that started me on my path. Okay, cool. So you're, you're on your path. You didn't just be a little confused about where you were before, found something that just kind of opened up a door for you and then set you out. And then tell us a little bit about that journey and then some of the interesting things you found on the way. Mm. So, um, you know, in addition, there had been some trauma in my childhood and um, I had a lot of social anxiety as a result. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a lot of like beliefs that came from those experiences as a child that I think uh, have, have really sort of created these obstacles in my life. So um, could, could you maybe touch on like, or, or, or I don't know if you feel comfortable sharing, but what is maybe like one or some of those beliefs that you're like, I, I thought this and that yeah. started me, you know? And that what? And, and, and that's the thought that you had. You thought that it was a belief, but maybe did it change later or some of those thoughts you had? Yeah. Um, that were shaped by the traumas and the things that have happened that, you know, a lot of people Absolutely. have more and then they all just kind of shape you different ways. Right. Yeah. No, I, um, <clears throat> I, it took me a while. It took me until I was in my thirties that I started understanding what those beliefs were. So it's hard to introduce them that uh, right off the bat. Um, I, I knew I, I couldn't, I had a lot of anxiety around other people I didn't know. And so obviously I just felt like I wasn't good enough mm -hmm. to, um, to be heard, to be listened to, to be taken serious, to be considered like, yeah, I just, I wasn't important enough. I wasn't enough. And, and yet at the same time, I knew other people weren't struggling with this anxiety and I knew other people weren't having the same issues to the degree I was. So I knew something could be done about it. And I, uh, I really like have spent my entire life trying to get better, trying to figure these things out. And it's very interesting how like the lessons that have come up at younger places in my life when maybe I wasn't ready to hear it. Like I've heard things then that I'm hearing, you know, now or more recently that then made absolutely no sense. They went over my head. I could, I could maybe sense that there was something of interest and value there and I would like, try to figure it out but it wasn't I guess it wasn't time for my soul to know what to do with that and so um anyway I uh the foundation of everything is that I'm not good enough it's still something I struggle with it's kind of ridiculous I never ever thought that I could be the person in front of a camera like who would want to see me in front of a camera and I mean I, it who knows like I'm it, I'd still question it and it's still like a big debate, but at least I know that like I'm, I'm as good as anyone else, you know, and I've, I, I think I have some interesting things to say. Um, I've, I've gotten some good feedback. So right here you are. <laughs> here I am. Yeah. <laughs> 
So yes. I think you saw me speak in front of like 400 people, right? Yeah. And that was, it was, it was really, it was impressive because you just really, and it is very brave and everybody's got their own, their own, you know, journeys and struggles, but to also put that out there for people and to just open yourself up to a lot of different things, I think is just extremely, extremely very brave. And so you've got this, um, so let's talk about, so you're, you're struggling and, you know, and, and a lot of people do feel that way, like not good enough. We are in a comparison society and you just look everywhere and somebody's, you know, whatever, thinner, richer, better, smarter, some, you know, something if you're going to compete. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so let's talk about how you started this journey and then you're like, maybe I should document it. What was that? What was that? How did you make that connection there? Um, uh, so I think, you know, every time I've heard other stories of other people sharing their own, um, hardship and their difficulties, it's been really, um, comforting in a way, you know, you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm not the only one who's going through this shit. Like I'm not alone. Uh, and, and here's what helped them. And so, you know, have whenever I got those pieces, they were like nuggets of gold. I was so grateful for them. And, um, you know, that definitely made me think, okay, perhaps I can do that for others as well. Um, and being that I am a filmmaker and I've always loved photos, like ridiculously, uh, I've just kind of always documented my own journeys. I've got journals from when I was like eight. Uh, and I, I, it just sort of seemed like a natural progression to, well, actually, you know, not, it wasn't a natural progression to document my own stories. I had the idea for this series after I had been working with some plant medicines and I'd been doing documentaries for a few years and I was like, oh my God, the world needs to know how powerful these tools can be. Uh, and so at first I thought I was going to do before, during, after stories of people in a more crisis state. Um, and in fact, that's still the goal. I really want to do that. But uh, the issue with doing that is, well, it's it's just a lot harder to track other people's stories than it is to track your own. I have access to me. I don't have access to other people, you know. So um, all, all in all, it just sort of came together in a way that made a lot of sense. And what the series right now is, is more mostly me working with these different medicines. But what I'd like to do is do a longer version of it where we do follow people with like more serious states of crisis of like PTSD, emotional trauma, um, depression, etc., and get to follow their journeys. And I'll be a host and maybe if it's relevant, I'll do the medicine as well. Uh, but yeah, so well, I think that answers your question. Yeah, it sure does. And on your, so if you could think of all the different things that you've, that you've tried and just in your personal growth, can you maybe talk about just one of them that you think was just very out of all of them, like just integral, that just made like a mind shift or something for you? I have had maybe four or five massive experiences. So to try to pull out which one was the most powerful is, is, is actually not that hard, funny enough. I made an episode of it. It's a lot shorter than I would, would like it to be, but um, I don't know if you got a chance to see the Silawaska episode. It was, um, what it is, is me taking mushrooms with an MAOI uh, Syrian roux, which allows the mushrooms to be four times more powerful. So uh, if you want to learn more, watch the episode and uh, for the audience. But 
in this process of struggling with this idea that I'm not good enough, there's always been a lot of doubt and a lot of fear and a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. And that just can eat away at you and keep you up at night. And, um, you know, and the, the thing is, I've noticed the more I obsess around it, the more I'm looking for evidence of it so that I can correct it. And, and the more I'm doing that, the more I'm like creating it, you know, it's like that whole idea of what we think about is more solidified by our thoughts. Um, and so the Siloaska experience really gave me an insight on a very visceral building block level where I I feel like I got to see those building blocks of reality and, and how how it's actually all neutral it's all just like a creative energetic force that weaves this reality and it's uh, almost impossible to really make sense of until you've maybe seen it but i always think of it as like a big tapestry and and life happens uh, it, it, the way my mind made sense of it during this experience was that like i saw these little um entities like these creative little entities almost like ants that were like weaving this massive tapestry and the tapestry every element of it was a variable it was constantly changing it could be love it could be hate it could be uh, pain it could be joy it could be all these different it was almost like i was looking at a slot machine thing that was constantly turning and i could see that we experience life um like we choose how we want to experience life we choose on this really like from first it starts from our training right where we're not aware of what our training is and then at some point as we become more conscious and we start paying attention and observing ourselves and seeing our patterns it it becomes apparent that we are on a level choosing how to experience our lives so we choose to suffer or we choose to find joy in it we choose what perspective what pair of glasses we are seeing the world through and and having that realization and also in that experience, I got to meet the energy of God. I got to meet God energy. It was like overwhelming on every level. Um, but but being able to see that life and how we experience this is such a choice was really empowering and created, I should add, it also, I was also able to see that things happen the way they're meant to happen and the way that they need to happen for our souls to grow. That, if that means we're stuck on something for years and years, that's what our soul needs to move on. We're stuck on something for a lifetime. Maybe that's what our soul needs to move on. This is not, I, I don't believe this is our only lifetime. So um, anyway, all in all, it tied up into me really, that, that was the blossoming of faith for me, faith in a system and just trusting that things happen the way they're meant to happen. The more we resist, the more we fear, the more we just kind of slow down things. And the more we sort of embrace and allow life to flow through us, the more exciting and engaging and more growth you get out of it. Very, very nice. And did that kind of renewed just faith of letting you know that just everything's kind of all just in the plan that it is just help your anxiety a little bit? It's... It, yeah, it helped a lot with my anxiety. I actually, I think like it really um, curbed me staying up at night obsessing over things that I didn't have control over. Uh, so that made a big shift. It's still something I struggle with. There's times when when I'm like, how is this supposed to be in the plan? How does this make 
any sense right now what's happening, you know, and and it's really it's a challenge not to let stuff that's happening that's not going the way you want it to. It's really a big challenge to take that in stride. Be like, oh, it's just part of the bigger plan. It's all cool. Right. Because it doesn't feel like it, you know, like <laughs> this feels like shit. And I mean, yeah, I struggle massively with that at times. I'm struggling with it right now. Um, but I think I, I know on a deeper level that I have control over that. And when I really want, it's an interesting thing. I, I'm, I'm playing this line, this dance of, oh, do I give myself permission to feel like crap right now and to feel like it's hopeless and to be and like experience some of these more negative emotions? And I do, because I think some of those things are important of this experience, right? Like I think it's okay to have those for a little bit, sure. but just not to get sucked into a loop. And if you, if that's part of your old pattern, which for me, it definitely was, um, to be very cognizant of it and not overindulge to the point of depression or where I can't get myself out. Right. So yeah, let's go with that. And it is that delicate balance of like, of feeling things cause you can't stuff them forever. They will come back at you, but, mm -hmm. um, but feeling them without getting stuck in it. And then that being said, you know, I've, I've,
uh, embrace death to connect to, with, to the divine, and they also smoke marijuana to connect to the divine. And so I shot an episode on that. It got me over a million hits, and then that started this series. From that, Mary Jane, the guys that were like, hey, what's next? And I said, I have this awesome series about how healing, uh, how psychedelics can help heal people. And they said, okay, cool. So do it. Uh, and and so they gave me the financing to create the episode. And I got to do seven episodes. Um, a lot of them, I, I basically struggle. I, I work to tell the stories of legal um, med- medicines that are legal wherever I was working with them. Nice. So that I... Oh, there you are. Huh, okay, you? we're back. <laughs> You're back. I, slipped, I snuck in a nice. I didn't want to interrupt you, but yeah, keep going. That's cool. Awesome. Okay. So yeah, um, I, uh, yeah, so, so I think three or four of the episodes are on marijuana because I was in LA at the time. And then I had a trip planned to Europe and found this wonderful man, Oliver Martin, who who guides those um, Silawaska experiences, the one I was telling you about, and he works mostly in Holland. And he, um, so I was just finding places where these drugs were legal. Um, and in Holland, a psilocybin and these truffles are illegal. So there's a way to work with that. And <clears throat> yeah, and so now they're all, they've all been released. We have the last one coming out today on maryjane.com. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Tell everybody where they can go if we want to see all these episodes and find more about you and get all this stuff. Just let's lay it all out there. Cool. Um, yeah, so you can find them through maryjane.com slash healingpowers or my own website, uh, which is thehealingpowers.com. And um, I, yeah, that, I'd like... Everything is there. Also, uh, much appreciated is if you like it and you want to follow up on future things coming out, um, sign up for the mailing list or follow us on Facebook. Also, The Healing Powers. Um, I think it's actually on the Facebook. It might be. Yeah, it's The Healing Powers of Psychedelics. I'll put it in the show notes for you. Cool. I, I'll, I'll double check that one for you. I, I can't remember if I was able to figure out how to get it just to say The Healing Powers. Awesome. And hey, Marisa, have you always been an outside of the box thinker person? Oh yeah, without a doubt, (laughs) in in every way. Okay. And what do you think, what do you think inspires that? I don't know. I had a pretty weird childhood. I think my parents are, are to uh, thank or to blame for that one. Um. (laughs) Uh, Kids are very perceptive, aren't they? Kids are very perceptive. Yeah. I, I grew up in Las Vegas hardcore born-again Christian to my parents who were from Germany and Austria who worked in the gaming industry. It was just like so many weird things that I kind of, I don't think I could have turned out to be (laughs) more mainstream like had I tried. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to fit in, so. You know what, there's a a tribe for everybody, isn't there? Indeed. And we are all connected six degrees or seven degrees or how many degrees of Kevin Bacon? (laughs) Yeah, okay. you too, right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, what was your story? Are we done? We don't have time for it, oh, do we? Well, no, I don't know. Yes, I had an interesting childhood too, of a little bit, you know, verbally abusive father and just some early childhood trauma stuff that I went through and then ran through some interesting psychedelic experiences of my own, which really, truly did open up a lot for me. Um, because maybe like you, um, I saw inconsistencies in adults from a very young age. So like words, not matching actions, and then, um, strange behavior. 
and just was, you know, didn't make sense. And I, at least for me, and maybe you can say this for you, that leads you on this curious path of kind of finding, you know, what's right. Or at least for me, I thought, you know, this isn't right. Like all this like bad stuff, there's got to be good stuff and better people somewhere. I just don't think this is how life is. Yeah, you got any of that? absolutely. 100%. I mean, with the religious stuff, that was for me, I was just like sitting there arguing with the pastors and being like, this doesn't make sense. Like, beside, you know, there's so many principles people were like using to guide their lives and like they they weren't living in accordance to them or they simply didn't make sense and that definitely put me on this path maybe that's the root of it all just a discerning mind perhaps (laughs) there you go we'll run with that one (laughs) Well, well hey marisa and it was really nice to meet you in la and thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your story and you know like you i think opening up that there are there's always another way to deal with. We've all got something. If you look at the ACEs Too High study of childhood adverse experiences, a lot of people are on that list and there are just lots of ways to heal. So check Marisa out at The Healing Powers and at maryjane.com, check out all of her documentaries. And I just want to thank you again for being on and for all of you listening, there is always another way. Yay. Thanks, Marina. Thanks for having me. And thank you for doing the show. Much, much, much appreciated.